You're listening to the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield, the place where you as a dad will gain more tools for your fathering toolbox and where moms and daughters are also invited to listen into the conversation. Now, here is your host, Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Dad Whisperer podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield, and I love that you are here today as a dad who wants to beef up your fathering toolbox so that you have more tools in it for everything you need to be the best dad to your daughter. And as you all know, these things also apply to your relationships with your sons. And I love how even so many men have said, this also helps with my wife or maybe my coworker who's a woman. Exactly, because she is a daughter too. Well, you know the grid that guides the conversation every week. On your mark, get set, go. On your mark, dad, picture yourself standing there with other dads. You're getting ready to run your fathering race this week. You're cheering each other on. And dad, maybe this is even a reminder to grab another dad, have coffee with him, listen to the Dad Whisper podcast together, and have another dad alongside you in your fathering race so that each of you can hold each other accountable, champion each other, maybe even spur each other on to run a little bit harder and faster, and maybe add more mileage, if you will, to the run on this given week. But you need another dad, right, who's, who's working out with you, who's training with you and encouraging you. So dad, on your mark, get set, go is the grid. On your mark, the topic or the theme, get set as I'm going to fill that in with stories and stats. And go is always your practical action step so that you can put your love for your daughters, even your sons, because yep, your sons need this too. You can put this into action. Well, before I tell you the topic today, I want to tell you a little story. And that's that my husband, Ken, and I have recently taken a quiz, a test, kind of an assessment, I guess you you would call it, on each of our personality types. And the interesting thing is that I score really high on a given quality and Ken scores really low. And it is the topic of empathy. So today, the on your mark is how to increase empathy when you never learned how. Because many of you have grown up in families where Empathy, meaning that soft, warm, connected, emotional, you know, engagement with somebody else wasn't a high value. And perhaps you've never learned that. And maybe, again, like Ken, you score really low on empathy. He scored a two and I scored a 98. I mean, we literally are a flip of that quality. And I'm here to encourage you by saying, I do not experience low empathy from my husband. So it tells me that even though his core wiring might be low on empathy, when it comes to relationships, he's learned how to give empathy, how to communicate in an empathetic way. And that has come in very handy, not only in his political work, 
his fathering work, his national work, his international work, but it's also really made a difference in the way that he is a father and a grandfather. So dad, if you are in a place where you want to beef up your skills, as I said earlier, adding a tool of empathy to your fathering toolbox, then I invite you to listen today and to take some things to heart that are going to change how you meet your daughter. Again, applies to sons too, in a way that lets her know You want to be connected to her. Your heart is with her because you hear how often here on the Dad Whisper podcast, I talk about a heart connection, heart engagement. Well, empathy fits right in there with those other E words, right? It's engagement. It's empathy. It's expression that's warm and gentle and soft. And even if that isn't your first native, let's say, default, your native tongue, you can learn this language. You can learn a language of empathy. Well, how I want to start today with the get set is I'm going to read you a couple things. And before we define empathy and go into, you know, tell what it means and how it looks, I just want you to have an experience right now with yourself as you're going to listen to what I read. And this is from another dad and it's some of his reflections. And I want you to notice as you hear what do you notice in your eyes? You know, do you, do you feel teary at all? What do you notice in your gut and your chest? Is your heart beating faster? Is your gut tightening up? Or are you moved emotionally at all in your heart space? And notice what you experience as a dad as you hear this from another dad, from his heart to you. So you've heard me talk before. I've even interviewed a friend named Jay McKinney, who's now gone to heaven suffered with cancer for many years. And this is something that he posted on social media before he died. Notice what you feel as I read this. He says, the journey off my meds has been a tough one. I'm down to two oxycodones every 24 hours. And when I was before doing two every four hours, right? So he's like, I'm working on it. But as I started coming out of the fog of the meds and saw and felt things, I noticed I was experiencing what I saw and what I felt with more clarity. I had a day where a lot of emotions, both defined and undefined, came flying to the surface. And I wept, the ugly cry kind of weeping. I've been doing a lot of soul searching lately. I'm trying to figure out the difference between doing the things I love to do simply because I love them versus doing them to project an identity onto people. Things like humor, photography, poetry, whatever. It's probably going to be a rest of my life type of journey. And at this point, he didn't know how much longer he had to live. So that really carries some weight, doesn't it? But he said, I know there have been times when I've used humor to hide pain or I write just to feel better about myself here on social media when I'm feeling low. I try to be as real as possible, but I know I'm fully capable of even deceiving myself sometimes. Today, a friend asked me what I think God is trying to teach me through all of this health stuff. I told him it feels a lot more like many opportunities to put into practice things he already taught me my whole life rather than something new. That was kind of a random post. I'm going to watch the Blazers go beat the Mavs now. Okay, we're Blazers from Oregon, right? Even though I've moved, I'm still a Blazer at heart. So there's a dad who's already died, who's left behind two teenage daughters. And he's saying, you know what? 
As I reflect on my life, I use a lot of humor, busyness, photography, hobbies to sometimes mask something deeper. Okay, what did you notice as, as I read that to you? Did you resonate with him? Probably a little bit of a heart connection. You know, probably not a lot of emotion. I don't have emotion with that. Not that you couldn't tear up at it when you think about the backstory to his writing, knowing that, wow, at the end of our lives, we get a lot more clear about what really matters, don't we? Okay, then here's something else that he wrote after that post. He called his poem to be around for, F-O-R, to be around for. I want to walk you down the aisle. See him take your hand in joy. I want to be there when you find out if it's a girl or it's a boy. I want to date you on each Friday, taking pictures in the rain. I want to take out the garbage for you and hold you to ease your pain. Things simple and things profound, when life is less and life is more, these are just some things I want to be around for. I want to make each of you smile with a dumb dad joke now and then. I want to bring calm when there is chaos again and again. I want to travel to Paris or maybe just to the grocery store. I want to go to all the places with you. I want all of this and more. Things simple and things profound when life is less and life is more. These are just some things I want to be around for. Oh my goodness. You guys, he's not here for those things now. He won't ever hold a grandbaby. He won't ever walk his daughter down the aisle. He won't be there to wipe her tears and to hold her. He's already done that. Now, I don't know about you, but when I hear Jay's words in real time, even though he's not here anymore, I feel that. Like this is a dad who did everything he could to leave a forever deposit in his girl's heart and lives, and he did it well. Not perfect. He admits that, but well. But dad, what I'm hoping that by hearing these words from another dad of daughters, that your heart is feeling something. Maybe you're even tearing up, going, I think about that day when I won't be here for my daughters or my sons. Dad, that place where you are feeling an emotional response is the place where you're most alive. And like I said earlier, it doesn't matter if you learn this in your family of origin. You can learn it now. And I truly believe that your daughter is one of the best ways to help you learn to open up your heart. But it's up to you to be willing to learn that. Nobody can force you. And sometimes I know your kids get on your last nerve. You've probably never said that. Ha <laughs> ha. But really, dad, you can learn if you're willing to do the work to open your heart, soften your heart, which is letting the anger go and having a softer response. That's how you learn empathy. That's how you learn to feel with your daughter. Feel what she's feeling. Put yourself in her shoes. Look through her eyes. That's what empathy is all about. It's not coming at someone. It's really stepping into their shoes, looking out their eyes, experiencing as best you can what they're experiencing as if you were them. And I think about how many men year after year after year in the ABBA project, right? The group that I've led for dads of daughters since January of 2010. 
And I watch these men cry, and I watch these men feel, and I will say to them, I did not know men cried this much. Do you know what they say time and again? Well, because we're sitting here with other men, and we're not having to compete with women, and we love our daughters. I have found that when you as men think about and feel the connection with your daughter, right? So thinking and a feeling, your heart opens. It just is automatic. And I love that about you as men. Your daughter has a place to your heart that I really see that no one else does. And dad, think about it for a minute. What messages were you given as a kid about emotional responsiveness? I mean, you might be like some dads where it was put down, you were shamed, you were made fun of. I mean, I don't know. Men are sissies if they cry or if you feel you're less than or you're weak. But again, we can learn empathy, even if it didn't happen in our family of origin. And I believe that a daughter with a responsive dad to her emotional reality, she will actually bring healing to your heart when she even sees you respond in a softer way or emotionally vulnerable way you may find that your daughter softens and now is giving you a gift that you never got from your mom or your dad or your siblings where she attends to your emotional response. So it's a, it's a win-win. Start with a willingness to learn. Okay, here's the definition of empathy. You know, this is the dictionary definition. Empathy is the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. Wow an ability to understand and share the feelings of another. Now, if you're like a lot of dads I've worked with, you may be saying or thinking, I will never share that kind of emotional response with my daughter. I think she reacts too much. She blows things out of proportion. I don't want to share in that. Okay, okay, I hear you. But really, this whole idea of coming with an ability to understand is so key because I have encouraged you as a dad to say to your daughter, I know I don't understand, but I want to understand. Can you help me understand? See, so this is saying, if you come with a, really with an attitude, a heart stance of saying, I'm trying to feel with you, help me look through your eyes because I've never been a girl at your age ever. So I really don't know what it's like to have your hormones, your needs, your realities that are weighing you down, but I want to understand. You've probably heard me say before something that I say to my clients all the time in my counseling office, which is we hurt within the context of relationship and we heal within the context of relationship. So you can't learn empathy on your own. You can only learn it in relationship to someone else. How cool would that be if you learned that with your daughter? Because I guarantee you this is going to affect relationships outside of your family and outside of your relationship with your kids. So the reality is that you may have never learned it. I keep saying this over and over, but you can learn it now. I really, if I was to use my own definition, I really see empathy as kindness. It's kindness to another person. And I think of how high the virtue of respect is with men I've interacted with, counseled, taught, you know, listen to men will say respect, highest virtue, right? Well, the question I would ask you, dad, is can you respect your daughter's emotional response and her reality, even if it's not anything you understand, 
That's kindness to her, to her wiring. So really, I would use the word kindness definitely here with this whole understanding what empathy means. So I really believe also that we're born with empathy. I think we unlearn it somewhere along the way. Because you think about a little child is attuned to her mother especially, or his, you know, it's a boy, his mother. But you, as a dad, had some foundation laid in your relationship with your mom. When she fed you, nourished you, was there eye contact? Was there holding? Was there touching, embracing, hugging, caring? What kind of response did you get from your mom? Because little infants look into their mom's eyes as they eat, right? They're looking at their dad's eyes, of course, as well. But I think sometimes that emotional nourishing went hand in hand with physical nourishment. And so maybe, again, you didn't get a lot of that. And it affects attachment, attunement, which is kind of pacing with someone. And again, be encouraged. You can learn it now. And who better to learn that from than your daughter? So even if you unlearned empathy somewhere along the way, you can learn it now. Even if you're going through a hard phase with your daughter and you're thinking, the last thing I have is empathy for her. Well, pray for it. Pray for empathy. Because remember, you've heard me talk before about one of my favorite stories in the Bible is the prodigal son story where the dad in one verse, Luke 15, 20, did five things. It says, first thing, he was standing there filled with compassion. That's an empathy response. And Jesus is saying, this is what my heavenly father's like, but he's giving us a picture of his dad that I believe sets a foundation for you as dads when you come to your kids. First thing, filled with compassion. Then you saw, he saw his child. That's what you do. Are you seeing into her world? Then you run toward her, embrace her, kiss her. That's kind of that emotional attunement is so key for fathers of daughters in order to raise a resilient, empowered, strong, healthy daughter. Your emotional response to her right there in Luke 15, 20 is going to go a long way to her learning how to interact with men. It'll affect the kind of guy she chooses to marry. I mean, dad, at the end of the day, you can learn empathy because your father in heaven has compassion for his kids and for you. So it's never too late to learn. You know, there's a book that I've been loving lately. It's called Try Softer. Um, author's last name is Colbert. Andi, A-U-N-D-I is her first name. And I love how in this book, if you are a dad that says, I really don't know how to kind of pace with my daughter, it might be helpful to read a book like that, even outside of mine. I'm not just trying to, you know, give you my books all the time. This is a great resource by a therapist who's a woman who said her whole life, all she did was try harder, try harder. Alcoholic dad, she's a firstborn, just like me, a perfectionist, wanting to always do excellent work and wore herself out trying to work so hard. So when she was in grad school, her mentor supervisor said to her, Andi, as I watch you, you are always trying so hard to do everything perfect, excellent, and you're wearing yourself out. And he said, here's my recommendation to you. What would it be like if you tried softer instead of always trying harder? And she said that concept was life-changing for her. So in this book, she says, what does it look like to try softer with my emotions? Try softer with my boundaries? 
try softer with my body. And the essence of a lot of what she's saying is, how can I be kinder to myself because I want to give out kindness to the people around me? So that might be a resource, Dad. You could even read it perhaps with your daughter as you're developing a language around empathy, around emotional attunement, emotional regulation. That's where you kind of notice what's called a window of tolerance. I can only handle this much and then I react and I get angry. Oh, how often do I hear stories like that? I wish I didn't, but where dad gets mad and then she shuts down and all empathy is out the window. But dad, you can learn maybe to say, I'm going to sit here for one more minute without saying, I'm done. I've had enough. Maybe that's a real practical way that you could begin to grow your empathy is to make sure that you're speaking to her in words that are kind that are gentle, that are understanding, I'm telling you, and you could read Try Softer together. I'm telling you, it'll make a difference. Well, let me tell you another story. Rick has been a dad who was in the Alba Project. I've told you about him before, but I just reached out to him in preparation for this particular episode because I wanted to get an updated, you know, kind of story from him about how he looks back at his time in the Abba Project, he's the only dad that ever went through the nine-month group twice. His daughter was in ninth grade the first time, a senior in high school the second time. And I said, Rick, when I think of a dad who grew in empathy, you are one of the standouts. So as you look back, I know that when you were in the Abba Project, you were not the president of your company, but you are now. And you have said that the things that you learned with your daughter, who was really hard to pace with, to get words from. You had to work double, triple, quadruple harder than some of the other dads in the group. But you've said that because of what you learned, not by the outcome, because she didn't always respond well or right, you grew and it affected and impacted how you relate to your sons and to your wife and to people at work. And I'm like, wow, you're president of your company now. Clearly some of what your daughter made you work really hard for has paid dividends. So here's what I asked Rick about empathy. What, what would you say to other dads? He just said, well, first of all, you're giving me way more credit than I deserve, but here you go. In general, I would say that the skill was really to be able to live in the moment without reacting in a negative way, to accept the situation for what it is, whatever it may be. I guess that allowed me to relate better to where she was in the moment. I worked, he said, to recognize my own feelings both physically and emotionally. That allowed me to more intentionally react in a way that would be more productive and positive rather than negative. I continue to be a work in progress. A third class may be appropriate, haha. But can you hear how he said, I grew because I had to notice what was going on in me before I could really respond well to my daughter. So dad, empathy, again, that can be learned means Stop first, notice what's happening in your body, like I had you do at the very beginning today. What do you feel in your heart? What do you feel in your gut? What's your breathing like? Are you getting more heated? Are you sweating under your armpits? Like if you are noticing that you're escalating, find a gentle, non-abrupt way to say, hey, hun, you know what? I'm going to be back in a couple minutes. You know, I'm going to take a quick walk outside. I'm going to be right back. I just want to catch a little bit of breath so I can come back and really listen to you in the way that you deserve. 
and pace with you in a way that fits with my heart for you. Does that make sense, men? Okay, I also asked Rick's wife, Teresa, to say, what did you notice in Rick through him doing the hard work? She said, I saw him expand his empathy gradually throughout our daughter's middle school and high school years. She said, my daughter is a hard nut to crack. You know that, I know that, my husband knows that. My daughter knows that for sure. But she said, with Rick's intentionality and patience with her, he continually built a trust with our daughter. It was hard work. He said, that's for sure. But he put in the work and the effort into their relationship. And no matter what was happening, he didn't give up. He gave her words of affirmation on her mirror every morning. He listened to her and he really worked at not reacting to her reactions. She's very sensitive and she picks up on nonverbal facial expressions. You probably have a daughter like that. Most of us women are good at that. She said the process was slow and steady with the two of them, but then into college, more and more, he paced with her and their relationship got stronger. Rick is patient with her. He listens to her. He empathizes with her. There's that word. He validates her and he loves who she is. And now I watch her voluntarily hug him, tell him she loves him all the time, and talk with him. She said, he's an awesome man, and I have the highest of respect for him. Isn't that cool? A dad who was willing to go the distance with his daughter, even when it was hard, and it's paid dividends even in his professional work. We're going to take a quick break, and when I come back, I'm going to tell you a little bit about empathy from my husband, because I asked him, what do you think about empathy? And we'll see what he has to say, and we'll land the plane pretty quick, but you're going to love come back and hear from Kim. We'll be right back. Are you a dad who has ever desired a deeper connection with your daughter, but haven't known how to go about it? Let's Talk Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters is the very resource you need. Dr. Michelle wrote it with you dads in mind. This book will support you with scripted questions, equip you to decode your daughter, and inspire you with stories of other dads and daughters. Don't wait any longer to be the hero you want to be and that your daughter needs you to be. So, to let the talking begin, head on over to drmichellewatson.com forward slash books and order your copy today. This book will become a favorite in your fathering toolbox and will give you the answers you've been looking for. That's drmichellewatson.com forward slash books. Now, back to the Dad Whisperer podcast. Welcome back to the Dad Whisperer podcast. Today we are talking about how to increase empathy when you've never learned how. Many of you never learned how. But I want to put some tools into your fathering toolbox to help you beef up that skill because you can do that if you make a choice to do that. So I asked my husband, King Canfield, founder of the National Center for Fathering, I said, what do you believe about empathy? What do you know about empathy? What have you experienced when it comes to empathy? And here's what he said. Off the top of his head, you guys, he just said, no doubt there are three things that come to my mind when I think about empathy and how to express it to your daughter. And I'm like, okay, come on, bring it on. He said, the first is summarized in Psalm 103, where we learn that the Lord has compassion in the way that he demonstrates it to his children. 
And he said, I believe, first of all, compassion is vital if a dad wants to learn how to express empathy to his daughter. And he said, that identification with the issues and the anguish and the challenges that she's facing as she's maturing has everything to do with that heart connection. He said, what that does as we wait patiently as a dad is that we build a reservoir, not only in our hearts, building that reservoir of of patience and grace, but we're also building up her reservoir where she can tap into patience and grace. Isn't that cool? So he said, especially when daughters have taken a wrong turn, a loving father who waits with compassion and counts those days waiting for her to come back, prepares himself just like the prodigal son's father for a deep and meaningful interaction and perhaps even a reunion. So dad, there's a really tested and tried truth from my husband about empathy. It's about compassion and waiting patiently. I loved that juxtaposition. That's number one. Number two, he said, it also ties to another Bible story in the Old Testament where Moses reminded the people of everything they had left and what they were facing in the future. And he says, he told them, remember how the Lord your God carried you when it was really hard in the desert to the promised land. And he said, that's the kind of God as a father that you have is carries the weight, carries responsibility. So he said, dad, if you want to have empathy, be mindful of the fact that you carry responsibility for her and you take responsibility in carrying what she's facing, what she's broken up about, what she's distressed about. And I love that. It's really, to me, an honor when you ask someone to carry something for you because it's, it's saying to that person, you're strong enough to carry this. So, Dad, maybe that's something to take to heart right now for your ghost step. How can I be more mindful of carrying the weighty things my daughter has with compassion as the first one that Ken said was about number three, this one may surprise you. It surprised me. But he said the third is forgiveness. A father full of empathy is always willing and ready to forgive. So he said that's another reminder in that Psalm 103. It's about forgetting some of the offenses. As far as the east is from the west, which signifies there's no boundaries because They don't ever meet each other. That's what forgiveness means. I'm not going to be bringing back up the wrongs that she's even done to me. I'm going to forgive her. Isn't that cool? He says, empathy, it doesn't excuse crappy behavior. He said, but anger exacerbates both parties. So it's really about looking through her eyes. He said, again, not excusing inexcusable behavior. But having a perspective to persevere through the difficult times, committing to look through her eyes. Isn't that cool? Well, I want to close today, Dad, by sharing one more story. Thanks for hanging in there with me. And this is one from a daughter who was 27 years old at the time she wrote this to her dad. Her name is Melody. She's allowed me to share this story. And it's so cool, you guys, how she wrote this letter to her dad. I'm just going to give you a couple highlights. But she said to her dad, She wrote in this letter at the end of nine months in the Yaba Project, and she said, Dad, I never thought you would do it for me. That's why I never asked, but finally Michelle encouraged me to do it, and I can't believe you did. But she says, Mom used to say the reason that we've never seen eye to eye is because we're too much alike, and then my eating disorder got a firm grip on my life, and you didn't seem to understand. 
See, in her own words, she's basically using the word empathy without using the word empathy. She never uses the word empathy in this letter. But dad, notice your heart as if this was your daughter writing to you. She said, dad, you tried to understand me, but I think it was beyond you. But I've never wavered in my belief that I have a wonderful father. I've never, ever doubted your love for me. You've shown me a million times in a million different ways, be they big or small, that you're there for me, that you support me at all times and in all things. But she said, we used to go on dates though, dad, when I was younger. But somewhere along the way, we kind of stopped. I don't know if I got busy or you did or we both did or what happened. But we stopped hanging out. And honestly, it's about that same time that I started thinking that you didn't understand me. So dad, your ghost step might come right from Melody to you to say, I have got to instigate the, you know, the whole dad-daughter date thing. Even if she thinks it's weird now or whatever, she's married. Dad, bring it back. Because this daughter said when we stopped hanging out and having our dad-daughter dates, I think that's when I, I really started seeing that you didn't understand me. Let me go on. She said, beyond thinking that, I believed that you didn't understand me. And that's when her eating disorder set in, by the way. She said, and around that same time, we still had a good relationship, but it was a sort of surface-level relationship. Then this group happened, the Alba Project, and things started to shift. Isn't that cool? She said, at first I was resentful, though, because I thought, it takes giving him homework to get him to spend time with me. But then I realized I never reached out to you either, Dad. So how could I fault you for the same? And the bottom line was, we were hanging out and we were talking. And that was more important than anything that may have happened in the past. Isn't that a key line? It's never too late. But she said, then I realized the other day that where I used to wait and talk to mom or wait till it was just the two of us, me and mom, now I just start talking when you're there in the room. Or if it's just the two of us, dad, some part of me recognizes that I will be saying the same things to you, finally, or reminding myself that I need to ask you what you think about this or that. I don't know if this is a result of Michelle or not, but whatever it is, I'm grateful. And dads, hear me right now. I'm not trying to exalt myself. I'm just saying this was a dad that was open to being coached. And the very same things I teach in the Abba Project, I teach here. I'm your champion, dad. I'm your coach cheering you on. Melody ended by saying, you are my daddy. You are the man that I look up to and admire and count on and that I use to measure all other men against. You have never given me cause to doubt you or your love for me. And for that, I'm beyond grateful. It's such a small thing to say thank you, but thank you. The evolution of our relationship over the last year has meant more to me than I can say and has brought a sense of peace to my life. And I think that you are finally beginning to understand me. Whether I'm speaking English, Spanish, or Italian, or some strange combination of them all, I love you, Daddy, and I hope you know that you mean the world to me. Love me. That's how she ended it. Love me, not even her name. So, Dad, I trust that her words will encourage you to stay the course with your daughter. Even if she's 27, it's never too late to reinstigate the dad-daughter dates. Tell her you want to understand her. I trust that you've had a go step today as you've learned how to increase empathy when you never learned how. That's been on your mark. Get set. You've heard stories. You've heard what Ken's had to say. Dad, I trust that one of the ghost steps today will be something you put into action this week. Don't delay. Do it now because your daughter 
is worth the pursuit of her heart with an empathic or empathetic. We say it both ways. Pick which one works for you. But dad, bring your empathy, bring your softness, bring your heart to her today. And I guarantee that it will make a positive difference in your daughter's life and in yours. Well, you've been listening to the Dad Whisper podcast. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield signing off and encouraging you, Dad, to make today a day where you intentionally and consistently invest in pursuing your daughter's hearts. Go Dads. Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Dad Whisperer podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. We trust you've been encouraged by today's program, where you've been equipped with practical action steps to strengthen your relationships. Dr. Michelle loves hearing from you, so why not write her at drmichelle at thedadwhisperer.com. As always, you can listen to the Dad Whisperer podcast anytime on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Give a listen, subscribe, and leave us a review. For free resources or to invite Dr. Michelle to speak at your next event, Go to drmichellewatson.com for more information. That's drmichellewatson.com. Thanks for being with us today, and we look forward to you joining us again on the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. Dad Whisperer.